Welcome to your found family podcast where we don't just have a heart to heart, we connect soul to soul. I'm your host, Lizzie, a certified coaching practitioner who found family outside of blood family. In our found family, you are accepted and assured that you are not alone. Subscribe and tune in for educational and empowering soul chats with women from all over the world, talking about well-being, personal growth and development, and mental and emotional health. April 12, 2017. My notes to self says this. Ask more questions to gather information about how and why someone is feeling a type of way. Don't assume. Don't fill in the blanks with the story you make up in your own mind. It'll drive you crazy. Holy shit. How true is this? I am sitting here reading this for the first time since April 12, 2017. And I'm like, whoa, that is very deep and still applicable. How many times do we sit there in uncertainty about how somebody else is feeling or what somebody else is thinking? And instead of asking, hey, are you mad at me? Hey, did I do something to upset you? Hey, do you like me? We start assuming all this shit in our head about whatever it is that we're thinking when really they're just projections of our own insecurities, right? If we're feeling insecure about ourselves, maybe we're in a new job and we're feeling insecure about our job. And then all of a sudden, people are in the you know lunchroom whispering and we think they're talking about us. Or maybe you're at a crossroads and you need to make a really big decision and you're just uncertain about that decision. And you're dating someone new and... If they don't text you back, you automatically assume, oh my God, he or she doesn't like me. This is never going to work out. We sit there in our uncertainty. And rather than trying to find a solution, we just make up stories in our minds and we assume the worst. Our mind is wired to think the worst. It literally takes more time and effort to think positive thoughts than it does to think negative thoughts. How crazy is that? But I'm sure you notice this, right? Like, girl, you know this to be true. You know damn well that like you, you know, are sitting there like making assumptions and, you know, like trying to fill in the blank for things. And it's so much easier to just sit there and let those thoughts just consume your mind. It is. It's easier to sit on the sofa and watch TV than get up and do a workout. It's easier to pick up, you know, like a McDonald's or something else instead of going to the grocery store and buying kale salad, right? Like naturally, we are drawn to the things that make us feel good in the short term because we don't want to always work for the hard stuff that takes time. And the same is true about people, like in our lives, whether it's a relationship, a friend, or a colleague, or a boss, like it's easier to just sit there making assumptions and feel bad about ourselves than asking more information. And so with this, I don't know what was going on at this specific moment in time 
when I thought this, but I remember many, many times making up stories in my head. I don't know if I had ever like opened up about this on the Found Family podcast, but three and a half, almost four years ago now, I was dating someone who I actually met at work and the person just so happened to be a girl. And that was when I learned that I am pansexual. I really could care less what gender you are or what gender you identify to. I care more about the person, the personality, how you make me feel, how we vibe together, right? Like on a soul level, I care more about the person. But I didn't know this back then because the Bible said this is a sin. And I was, you know, programmed to believe all these like really just like horrible lies about myself that made me feel guilt and shame. And that really fueled my uncertainty because I was constantly living in this state of unknown. I was constantly living in this state of like, I don't even know who I am. So how the actual fuck am I going to know like who people around me are? And I would make assumptions about myself. I would fill in the blanks about stories about myself and I was driving myself crazy. And so since April 12, 2017, I have made it a personal mission to ask as many questions as I can to as many people as I can. Because I don't know about you, but I'm the kind of person who like, I can sit there and wallow and like be totally miserable. And, and you know, you get those moments where you just like want to cry. And then sometimes there's the moments where you want to like ugly cry and take out ice cream and like watch the notebook and like nothing wrong with that at all, at all. Cry if you need to cry. Eat ice cream if you need to eat ice cream. Like you do you. I have been there. We've all been there. I get it. I just feel that because I'm like a very highly sensitive person, I just can't mentally be in one emotion or like one state of mind for too long because then I like actually go crazy and my like OCD mind will just start, you know, taking total advantage of me and the intrusive thoughts are just really bad. I start having, you know, compulsions and I start ruminating and it's just, I have learned that that is the recipe for like revving up my obsessive compulsive disorder. And so the way in which my therapist has helped me to like manage my anxiety is to, you know, like first and foremost, talk about it because that is something that personally helps me. Learning more about my OCD definitely helps as well. And then, you know, being able to do these like self-reflections, journaling is something that really helps. Like there are positive compulsions that you can do. Like there are ways in which instead of doing harmful things like overeating or hurting yourself or sitting there and just like hurting your mind. And again, we've all been there. There are things that we can do to help us manage our anxieties and manage our uncertainties in a very positive and constructive way. And so when I'm personally feeling uncertain about things, I ask questions. Like that is my number one tip that I want to share in this episode is like, do not be afraid to ask someone something. 
Don't be afraid to ask your partner like, hey, you're being really distant. Did I do something to upset you? Or like, hey, I haven't heard from you in a couple of hours. Is everything okay? I think that especially as women, and I really hate saying this, and I hate that this is just like true. I think that we were programmed and taught to believe that if we ask questions and start talking about things that are bothering us, that we're seen as like a burden, which we talked about in last week's episode about being a burden. We think that we are being emotional. We think that people, you know, don't want to be around us or date us or whatever, especially if like in a heterosexual couple, it's like, oh my God, he's not going to want me to talk like this or he's not going to want to like know what's going on in, in my mind. And like, let me tell you something, okay? If you're dating someone who doesn't care about your feelings, why are you with him? Like, why are you even with that person? If you're with a friend who doesn't care about your feelings, why are you friends with that person? Do you care about your friend's feelings? Probably, probably too much. Do you care about your boyfriend or your girlfriend or your like significant other's feelings? Yeah, probably. You probably care a lot about that person. So like first and foremost, let's just set the record straight here. Like if you are in a relationship or in a friendship or in a situation where you're with someone who doesn't care about your feelings, then step one is like figure out a way to end it, you know, like and it's not always easy. And I'm I'm fully aware that that is like a very bold thing for me to come right out and say. And I'm sorry if that is a trigger and I'm sorry if that is making you feel like a type of way. I hope that with me having this very real soul chat with you, because again, it's me and you right now. We are soul chatting. I can't hear you, but I can hear your thoughts. And I know that that is not a pleasant thing to hear because it's not. And I've had these real talks with myself as well. But the truth of the matter is you are awesome. You are deserving and you are loving. You absolutely deserve 100% to be around people who care about you, who care about your well-being, who care about your mental health. And right now, if you're in something with someone and they're not supportive of your emotions and of, of your mental health and they're actually making it harder for you, then it's a self-sabotage. And in order to break the cycle, you need to realize that you are worth it. And if that uncertainty, like, well, am I worth it? Am I deserving? Like, yes, 100% yes, you are deserving and you are worth it. So like, I hope that this just helps to clear that one up for you. Now on to step two. If you're around someone or with someone dating someone who does care about your emotions and you're still feeling uncertain or scared to, to be vulnerable and to open up to that person, then step two is to give it a chance and see what happens. I'm, I'm helping to mentor some people with Dale Carnegie and there are principles that Dale Carnegie has basically created and put into like a little golden booklet. And what I've been encouraging my mentees to do in our time together during this course is to put some of these principles into practice. And it doesn't have to be like a commitment for the rest of your life. I'm not sitting here saying like, do this and try it and hold on to it forever. I'm just saying like, give yourself a chance to do it for like a day or two days or a week and see what happens. 
I, I can sit here with absolute confidence talking to like my seven people every single week for the past four weeks that the principles that they're trying to live by, like be friendly, smile, you know, uh, try to see things from the other person's point of view, like these little things that they're being mindful of in their day-to-day practice, whether it's with someone that they're with, like professionally or just like in their personal life, they're starting to see results. But they had to take that step. That uncertainty was there, but they were willing to take that first step to say, you know what, I'm just going to try approaching this conversation differently. I'm going to just try to, you know, let the other person do more of the talking or see through the other person's perspectives. And then, you know, like give it a test run and kind of see what happens. So if you're feeling uncertain about how someone is feeling right now, just try asking like, hey, did did something happen? You know, are you upset with me? Did I do something? And maybe it's like not even about you. Like I don't want you to, to, to sit here thinking like that you did something wrong. It pro- like it might not even have anything to do with you, but I'm just saying like if let's say something happened and you know, you are in a position where you're just kind of like, oh, you know, after a conversation, like, did I say the wrong thing or whatever, like, just do a check-in. But if it's a friend that you haven't talked to in a really long time and you're just wondering why, like, they're not texting you anymore, instead of sitting there questioning, like, why your friend isn't messaging you anymore, don't assume, don't make up stories in your head. Like, just send the person a text message and just be like, hey, I miss you. I haven't talked to you in a while. Like, how is everything? Is, is everything Okay. Like maybe they're dealing with something else in their life that you don't know about yet or <clears throat> I don't know, like maybe they're just really busy with with work or like there there's there could be something worth investigating. But my point here is that you won't know unless you ask. And what I have learned in my relationship with my boyfriend is that if I don't open up and ask questions and ask him how he's feeling I I just I I can't handle it like I will literally sit there and go nuts for like 10 minutes and then I'm like okay you know what I can't even last more than 10 minutes like somehow my tolerance back in the day was like like a couple of days, maybe a week, and then I would crack and break. And I was like, you know what? Not crack and break. Those those seem like negative connotations. But I would essentially kind of cave into my, you know, like needing to, to ask the question. And I would literally be like, you know what? You need to tell me what you're thinking because I I can't sit here and just like make assumptions anymore. And I'm telling you from experience that the more comfortable you get with asking questions and gathering information the more comfortable you're going to be to continue doing that. So like my boyfriend and I have been together now for a year and a half and we have built our relationship with this foundation, open communication. You tell me what you're thinking. I tell you what I'm thinking. It's not always going to be the easiest. We're not always going to be in the mood to talk about things, but let's make conscious effort to talk as openly and as honestly as we can, as often as we can. And there are now times where even for like a second, if I'm thinking like, well, what is he thinking? Rather than sitting there, my immediate next thought is like, okay, well, I'm going to just ask. And I will say that for if you're suffering with obsessive compulsive disorder, 
do not allow shame and guilt and uncertainty to cloud your your mind. It doesn't, but those thoughts, those feelings, they do not belong in your brain. They do not belong in your head. You have the power to control and manage the way that you handle, the, the way that you manage like your anxiety. And if one of your anxieties is uncertainty, then the steps towards recovery, the steps towards healing is recognizing your triggers, which again, like is a self-awareness exercise. And I talk about self-awareness a lot because it is such an important part of healing and of, of recovery. The more aware that you are of your triggers, the more that you will be able to better manage your compulsions and your anxieties. And I've said this before and I'll say it again. My therapist has told me that my obsessive compulsive disorder is literally a way for me to cope with my anxiety. So because of my anxiety disorder that I've had since I was literally in elementary school, I developed obsessive compulsive disorder as a way to cope. And I had never seen it that way. I mean, yes, I also didn't know what OCD was and I had I had no knowledge of like any of this stuff. But when she put it to me in that way, I was like, oh my God. Okay, so yeah, like I definitely have like mental illness. I I just refuse to let it get the best of me because I am stronger than my thoughts. And you know what? You are stronger than your thoughts. Healing and recovery does it's not something that comes easy, right? Like n- none of us can hear like, well, just get over it or like just think happy thoughts. Like that's not that easy. When you have been programmed to think and feel a certain way, there are literally parts of the brain that like, you know, wires get misplaced and, you know, crossed over and like we can't just turn that off, but we can learn tools to manage our stress and manage our anxieties. And for me personally, again, becoming aware of what my triggers are and what my anxieties are was the first step in like my recovery. And so it was like, I think I'm on step three now. I I would say like as a final step is just be patient with yourself and give yourself the room and the space to breathe and and just recognize that you know this is not going to happen overnight. I'm not I wouldn't I would not ever like sit here and say that yeah, I I was able to learn this in like a month or after just listening to like one podcast. No, like I have read so many health self-help books. I have listened to so many podcasts. I have watched so many YouTube videos. I have been reaching out to so many different types of people in the mental health space and I have worked with a therapist. So these lessons and these revelations have come over the span of like, if I had to quantify it, I would say primarily, well, most of the revelations have come within the last four years, but as a whole, well, no, as, okay. So I would say all these revelations have, have come in the span of three years, but I started thinking about my road to recovery for like the last four. And so, I mean, this is like hours of time that I am putting into 
personal growth and development. And that is not to scare you. That is not to deter you. I'm telling you again from experience, it is the most exciting thing ever. Like, yes, it's scary as shit to like learn things about yourself, learn things about your past. I'm not going to sit here and say that it's not like scary. I think I've talked about that in another episode as well. But it is so rewarding and so much fun to learn these things. And journaling helps tremendously. These notes to self, again, like I realize how much I've grown and in the same way that like with my with my fitness journey, I'm doing a eight-week program right now. It's only 20 minutes a day. Um, like I'm going to actually do my workout after this podcast that I'm recording. So like it's an eight-week course, eight-week program, 20 minutes a day. Instead of tracking like the number on the scale, our trainer is telling us to track the the counts that we're doing. So if we're doing like burpees, let's say one week, right? And I did... 20 one week, then if next week I hit 22, the point is like the steps from 20 to 22, that's huge. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't have known, like if I didn't keep track of how many burpees I was able to do from week to week, I wouldn't be able to see those like little, little changes, you know, like these little things, they're called like non-scale victories, right? Because if the number on the scale is not turning, changing in any way, you know, and you're not visibly seeing changes because you're not going to be able to like lose 15 pounds after a 20 minute session or after an eight week program. I wish, like, obviously I wish more than anything that that was the case, but it's not. So we have to work on ourselves every single day. And even if you are not seeing immediate changes or if you're not seeing immediate results, don't be discouraged. Just think about how many incredible things are happening underneath the surface. So if, you know, if there was like a non-scale victory in your life, but from like a mental health perspective, that's huge. Again, 20 burpees to 22 burpees, that's still two extra burpees that I was able to do from one week to the next. So if you are like, feeling less anxious or less uncertain or if you're starting to realize like hey I'm able to have a discussion with this person more open and honestly and it's making me feel better or I'm getting to know this person better like those are well first of all that seems like a pretty big step so take it back even a notch like let's just say that you thought about wanting to ask someone something and maybe you didn't do it right then and there but maybe you did it the next day or the day after. The point is like, keep moving forward. You owe it to yourself to at least try. I think that's like one of my mottos in life is just like, don't be afraid to try something because you just never know. And maybe it's because I've been in sales for so many years. Like maybe it's a personality thing. I don't know. It's always that nature versus nurture debate, but I think it might be a little bit of both. But I'm always thinking like that. Like my mind is very much like, well, you never know. Like you just never know. So give it a try. If you need to re-listen to this episode to, you know, help you get like an extra boost or whatever, like walk through the steps again and, and hear some of the questions to ask yourself, like whatever it takes, just know that you are worth it and that recovery is possible and it starts with you so don't worry I know it's easier said than done 
but you are awesome. You are amazing. I am certain of that. Thank you so much for listening. And I really hope that this helped. Um, one thing that I have not ever mentioned in any of like my podcast episodes is that if you have a question, the app or the program that I use to, to f- record these um, episodes is on Anchor and you can actually send me a message asking a question. So I'm thinking that for a future episode, I'm just going to like answer questions I want to say live. They're not really going to be live, but at least like answer people's questions in a podcast. So um, feel free to reach out to me on Twitter. I'm at Elizabeth Vibes, Elizabeth with an S, or the podcast um, Twitter, which is at Found Family Pod. And send me a message. I have a feeling that this message just like needs to get out there in the world. So like, I'm really excited to hear from you. But you're awesome. Literally like, you've got this girl. I believe in you and I am here for you. You got this. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this week's episode. Be sure to hit that subscribe button and tune in next week for a new topic. To help spread the good vibes, please share this episode with friends and family, or if you share on social, be sure to tag me at Coach Lizzie.